Hi, this is Steve Durr. Today we're going to read from Nehemiah chapter 1, starting in verse 1 and going to verse 3. So let's begin our journey. These are the memoirs of Nehemiah, son of Hakaliah. In late autumn, in the month of Kislev, in the 20th year of King Artaxerxes' reign, I was at the fortress of Susa. Han and I, one of my brothers, came to visit me with some other men who had just arrived from Judah. I asked them about the Jews who had returned there from captivity and about how things were going in Jerusalem. They said to me, Things are not going well for those who return to the province of Judah. They are in great trouble and disgrace. The wall of Jerusalem has been torn down and the gates have been destroyed by fire. And so this is the beginning of this book we're walking through, building with God through the book of Nehemiah. And we just met the main character in our story, the hero of our story, Nehemiah. So what do we know about Nehemiah? What do we know about what's going on in his world? Uh, Nehemiah is not a religious leader. He's not a priest. Uh, he's not a scribe. He, he is uh, a guy who works for the king of Persia, for Artaxerxes. He's a Jewish man. He's a part of God's chosen people who have been exiled from their own land. He's grown up in a foreign land away from the land God promised his people. And although Nehemiah was still away from the promised land, there was a group of Jewish people who had been permitted to return to their land to rebuild the temple in the once great city of Jerusalem. And so the people, the Jewish people, were beginning to worship God again at the temple in Jerusalem. So there's hope that things are beginning to turn around. And although Nehemiah hadn't been to Jerusalem, didn't grow up in the land of his people, He's concerned. He's concerned for his people. He's concerned for Jerusalem. And so when Nehemiah's brother visits him from the homeland, Nehemiah asks him how things were going. And Nehemiah uh, is concerned. He's concerned about the condition of his people. And so Nehemiah's brother gives him a tragic account of how things were going. The people are in great trouble. They're in great distress. The city's been left completely defenseless. The wall of Jerusalem has been torn down. The gates are destroyed. And as he describes this, what's happening here? He's understanding that anyone, anyone can go in and out of Jerusalem to take what they wanted, to damage the city, to abuse and oppress the people. The city and the people are vulnerable. The hope of the people to rebuild what God was doing there among them was fragile. And here is where we leave the story today. Nehemiah, a Jewish man living in a foreign land, hearing that his people and the homeland of his people are in a dangerous and unstable position. As I read these first few verses, I'm challenged by Nehemiah's initiative to learn about his people and his homeland. He took the step to ask how the people were doing. It would have been easy for Nehemiah just to focus on his own life his own opportunities, his own cares and concerns in the court of the king. But he's concerned for his people and a homeland he most likely, most likely never visited. In Nehemiah's time, news didn't travel with the same ease and speed that information travels today, as you can imagine. Recently, at the time of this recording, there was a terrible bombing in an Istanbul airport. And right after it happened, the news of the loss of life and the damage um, traveled all over the world and right to our phones 
right to our computers, right to our television screens. I often feel overwhelmed by the steady stream of news about wars, shootings, terrorist actions, and conflicts around the globe. It feels like overload. It's hard to process it all. And honestly, sometimes I just want to turn it all off. I wonder if I'm becoming numb to it all. And as a follower of Jesus, I I don't want to bury my head in the sand, but I also wrestle with feeling overwhelmed by all of what's out there and how increasingly it's difficult to feel, to feel. I don't know, can you relate to that? I've taken some time off to help. You know, I've taken some time off of social media and from the news from time to time just to reset my heart, you know, to get some perspective. I figure that if something really big happens that I should be aware of, someone is, you know, will be talking about it and let me know. And I found those times, like a bit of a social media or news fast, you know, taking a break, helpful, helpful for my heart, helpful for my thinking and my emotions. Another thing, though, that I've sought to do when I feel overwhelmed by the hatred, by the death and destruction and prejudice I see in the world is to respond quickly in prayer. It's easy to feel hopeless and small. And so I try to quickly go to the one who's big and gives hope. I try to hand it over to God. So the news of the day becomes an invitation to pray. Let me say that again, because it rhymes. The news of the day is an invitation to pray. And this helps. This helps me. I feel like I'm doing something. But I think, though, that there certainly are times to pray and then take significant action. To say, God, would you rescue this situation? Would you do something about this circumstance? And then what can I do to join in? And that's what we're going to see Nehemiah doing going forward. But let, let's talk about Nehemiah again. Let's think about him. Nehemiah takes the initiative to find out more of what's going on with his people. He cares and he's interested. And I wonder, in the midst of all the information overload, the news, in the midst of all the stuff we hear, Do you feel hopeless? Or do you have a burden for something in your life? I think it can be hard sometimes to have a burden for something in our life because there's so many things in our lives that we could have a burden for. We see so many things. But do you have a burden in your life for something? It might be a people group. It might be a cause. It might be a place. But you find yourself drawn to it. I would encourage you just to consider that today. What is that God-given burden that you have. It can be easy to feel like, I can't do anything in the world. There's too much going on, and we just give up. We throw our hands up, and we just keep our head down, and we focus on ourselves. We focus on our own situation. I've tried to convey to you that I struggle with this. But I believe the invitation from Nehemiah and from God is to listen to God and to discover a burden for what God wants to do in our world and to join in? What if that burden was an invitation to learn more, 
to take the initiative to better understand the situation, to better understand the circumstances? What if that burden was an invitation from God to pray and take action? But maybe you're thinking, I'm not a religious leader. I can't listen to God and follow and make a difference. Well, that's cool, because neither was Nehemiah. And so what is God saying to you today? And what will be your response? Let's pray. God, we thank you for the Lord's Prayer in which Jesus taught us to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth here as it is in heaven. And so we're praying for the ways of heaven, the power of heaven, the presence of heaven, the reign of heaven would come crashing here into earth, that there would be peace, that there would be justice, that there would be hope, that there would be healing, that there would be love, that there would be goodness. God, we need it. We need you. Our world desperately needs you. And as we face the onslaught of information, we thank you for the gift of that. But we also pray that you would keep our hearts soft to the burdens you're placing within us. Would you reveal to us maybe a unique burden that you've put into our life and may we have the courage to learn more, to take the initiative to learn more, and then to pray how we can join in. And so, God, we thank you today for Nehemiah. We thank you for this, your word, to learn from. And so speak to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a great day.